Hello and welcome to this week's edition of the Green Wisdom Health Show. I'm Janet Lewis. And I'm Dr. Lewis. And this week we are bringing you an informative show called Better Health Through Digestion. And we're going to be offering you 10 healthy tips to improve your digestive system as well as other facts that Dr. Lewis has discovered along his path for healing other people that help their lives be better just by improving digestion. So, Dr. Lewis, could you tell us a little bit about how health can relate to a digestive problem? Well, uh, if you're new to us, you know, I'm going to try to explain this, but if, you, if you've listened to us a lot, and some of you do, and we're very grateful, you know, you know that I always say the GI tract and inflammation is always part of whatever health issue that you have. So, you know, my question to you is, uh, can your intestines affect gene expression? Yes. There's always inflammation in the intestines uh, that's contributing to this. Can that be changed? And we will discuss that. What else or what are the major uh, contributors to intestinal inflammation? And... uh, we're going to go over all kinds of different problems associated with the guts. And the main thing is to give you hope because if we can get your intestines working correctly, get your digestion working correctly, and then all of a sudden the inflammation doesn't have uh, the overflow and go to places like your heart, your brain, you know, your prostate, your, your you know, your breast or whatever, because the gut and inflammation are always, always, always part of the equation. Well, you know, when you tell somebody that they have a digestive problem, they don't really understand what a digestive problem is. Uh, we literally had a lady that just came to our office the other day feeling just horrible. And she fills out the health survey. And anybody that writes down they're having three to four bowel movements per week is one of our key signs to, hey, you've got a digestive problem. And you're thinking, no, I don't. I've had this all my life. This is the way I've always gone. And, you know, I'm famous for the train story. And for those of you that have not heard that, basically, if you're eating three meals a day, you should be passing those meals meals in 30 minutes to an hour, not those particular meals, but the ones you've had before. There should be one coming through 30 minutes to an hour after you've eaten every meal. So if you've had three meals that day, you should expect to see three trains. And if you don't have three trains coming through, then where did they go? And that's what's happening to your digestion, because if you're not passing those and they're stuck there in your colon, all of the parts of the colon go to organ health. So it's not the organs that are just getting bad on their own. The main problem starts in the lack of nutrition to to those organs. So that's what we want to help you understand today is how to expedite your trains to get them rolling faster and what are the signs and symptoms of you having slow digestive issues? Um, you know, like the the first one is a simple one. You need to keep chewing your food. And people say, well, I chew my food. You know, we're such in a hurried state so often that we don't take time to uh, break down the food. But Dr. Lewis and I tried this one time. It's, you're supposed to chew and eat you're supposed to swallow your food and chew your food 20 to 30 times before you 
before you swallow it. It is really difficult to sit there and take one piece of food and chew it 20 to 30 times before you swallow it. It feels like it takes forever. Unless it's a chicken as tough as a $2 steak. I said that in a restaurant one time, and they comped my meal. I said, well, that's not why I said it. I'm just saying your chicken is, you know, I could, you know, put it on my boots and wear it out in a couple of years. Uh, chewing is very good. And we did that experiment when I was a young child in, in school. They'd give us a cracker, and they'd say, chew it, chew it, chew it. And then it would turn sweet. started out as a salty uh, a cracker, but it turned sweet because the digestion begins in the mouth with the saliva, and most of us really don't keep it there long enough to initiate, you know, get a complete breakdown. You know, the finer the particle, the greater it's going to digest because it's going to increase the surface area of the particles. So it's very, very important to chew very slowly, very thoroughly, and, you know, you'll find out you'll eat less too. And that's what happened. It was like the longer we chewed, maybe the more tired we got, and we got full. It just took it, I guess, uh, the time element in there made it where you felt more full, so you ate less. But so many of us are in such a hurry to get our lunch down, especially if we're working, that you'll notice you're swallowing really big pieces of food, and then you're expecting your digestive tract to break that stuff down, and it just don't have the digestive enzymes and what it used to to be able to do that especially the older you get and that's what we i'd like dr lewis to discuss a little bit about how you lose digestive enzymes we call it gas bloating and belching which is a telltale sign of that but what happens why do we lose them and how do you fix that well you know that's that's pretty broad topic but one thing that's happened is over the last several decades salt has been poo-pooed and you know people say well you got to take the sodium out of your diet because that causes high blood pressure and you know my answer to that was bull uh, salt is not a bad thing it's a very good thing but it's only harmful if you have low potassium and magnesium and, and there's some people that do have hypertension that definitely need to watch it until they fix the underlying reason for their hypertension there's many different reasons for that um we produce less digestive enzymes because we're so blooming toxic. And there's, you know, I've read hundreds, if not thousands, of research articles over the years. And we know that. Our government knows that. The United States Department of Health and Human Services, the Food and Drug Administration, the CDC, they all know how toxic this world is. Now, why they don't get these toxins out of our environment <clears throat> is anybody's guess, and it you don't have to guess very far. Uh, so, you know, one of the other things is that we challenge our immune system, our digestion so much with things like sugar, phosphates. And if you don't know what a phosphate is, if you're you know guilty of drinking a what we call down here in Texas a Coke, which is any kind of soda or pop. If you're from up north, it's a pop. Uh, those are the phosphates, and and. Also, the phosphates are really common in all processed foods, but more so in soft drinks. Uh, We challenge our body with alcohol, with stress, and high-fat diets. Now, I'm a big keto fan, which is high-fat, but you need to have the bile if you still have your gallbladder, and that's why we... We sell a lot of betaine hydrochloric acid with pepsin. We have a lot of the digestive enzymes uh, or digestive essentials, which has the ox bile in it that helps your body break down the fats. It needs to be the good fats, you know, not the corn oil, the canola oil, 
the soybean oil. That's nasty stuff. Uh, but all of these things, like the sugar and phosphates and the chemicals, they lower magnesium levels. Now, even our government, as brilliant as it is, says that the best you can do with your diet is get 40% of all the magnesium you need. I won't go into great detail about what a magnesium deficiency does, but that in and of itself can cause hypertension. And there's, there's other you know, potential reasons. And then there's other authorities that say at least 80% of the population is magnesium deficiency. And I read a government study that said 94% of the uh, populace is deficient in magnesium. So this deficiency in magnesium can provoke like gut spasms, you know, spastic colon. It can provoke constipation, uh, certain certain cardiac arrhythmias. Uh, I tell people, well, take magnesium and go see a cardiologist. It is very linked to sudden cardiac death. But if you don't have the magnesium, your GI tract's not going to work correctly anyway. And magnesium has a lot to do with you know, creating insulin and good digestion. Uh, so start with nutrient deficiencies. But a nutrient deficiency can mimic nearly any symptom you can think of. Well, that goes back to diet. So there's just there's just so much. It's You've got to fix it, but you've got to look at it from a pretty broad perspective. It's not that simple. Which there are seven food additives that trigger leaky gut actually from these processed foods dr lewis is talking about which he said in other digestive issues including sugar gluten emulsifiers sodium and meat glue yeah they glue your meat together it's not it's not nice and there are thousands of chemicals and toxins that we come into contact with every single year but unfortunately some of the worst offenders include antibiotics that make your digestion not right. And people say they're not taking antibiotics. Well, if you're eating commercially raised meat, you're taking a pot full of antibiotics. Pesticides. Your tap water that people tell me they drink all the time for their water. Aspirin and NSAIDs. If you don't know what an NSAID is, that's things that uh, decrease fever, prevent blood clots, that kind of thing. Ibuprofen and Tylenol. Yeah, aspirin, acetaminophen, that's kind of what you probably know it better as, or steroids. So these things are all messing with your digestion. So we recommend that you replace your digestion, or when you're eating something, that we have something that includes ox bile in it that's uh, called digestive essentials. You take those when you eat to help you break down the foods you're having. On lab work, which we run, we can see it on your metabolic panel under globulin. And you can tell from whether it's too high or not, whether or not you're having a problem digesting your foods. And your chloride level and your protein level. It's like there's so much that goes into this. So uh, we spend a lot of time, energy, effort, and money doing this at a real, real low price. So I hope you appreciate that. They do appreciate that. Plenty of listeners out there, and we appreciate that. Uh, the next thing you want to do of one of your 10 healthy tips is to eat plenty of fiber. Uh, it's, it's important to keep things moving through your intestines easily. And a lot of people don't realize it, but veggies are actually a fiber. You know, a lot of them tell us they're going to go buy some kind of drink and drink it or 
Lord knows what, but you know, you just <laughs> just eat veggies, uh, whole grains. They draw in the water and help you to prevent uh, helps to prevent stool from getting too watery. And we're not really a big fan of grains, and and there are a lot of different diets that say they're fine, but uh, there are many of us that are gluten intolerant, so you have to be careful with that. But they do contain a lot of fiber. And drinking water, something that simple. And again, we don't recommend drinking tap water because you're picking up a lot of people's uh, medications and things they threw down the tap, uh, as well as chlorine and all kind of stuff. But we re- we recommend reverse osmosis water. And we also tell you to drink half of your body weight in ounces of water every day because that's how much you need. And there's many people that say, I don't drink that. Or does it count if I drink it in tea? No, it does not count that way. It is water. It does not count if it's in coffee. Uh, And then some people say, well, water hurts my stomach. And then it's like, well, that's why you need digestive enzymes, because you can have an overgrowth of H. pylori. Yeah, I wanted you to talk about that a little bit, too, because I I was going to get to that. There's people that have H. pylori, um, which is something that, you know, they'll have it. They'll tell us, oh, yeah, I had it a long time ago, but now it's it's gone. And many times it returns. Is that correct? Yeah. And, you know, we do have a new product that's coming out in a week or two. But uh, Yeah, we have a product that, that called helps. Digesta Ease that we are having made for us because it's uh, Mastic Gum and DGL. It has been a huge seller down here. I, I'm decrease shocked. Decrease inflammation. I am shocked that it is because it's supposed to be cinnamon flavored and licorice. Tastes like dirt. It. It's the most horrible tasting stuff, but it works. And people that have that problem of having indigestion or belching or stomach hurting like with H. pylori, they love it. And they actually say it starts tasting good because they realize it helps them so much. So I thought, okay. So, I mean, I don't even have any stock now because we actually sold out of it, but there's more on the way. And um, we'll give it to you as a sample if you'd like to try it and and. You tell us what you think, but I mean, the people have flooded down here. I had one lady buy three bottles of it yesterday because it was such a a godsend to her, and she'd looked so so far trying to help her stomach issues. Yeah, and and you know, it's very often or maybe all the time, uh, bad bugs in the gut. They put out toxins that really intoxicate or generally can paralyze normal nerve to f- nerve to muscle function, and that's. Heart is one of the possible reasons for severe constipation, which I think we'll get more into. And then there's the food allergies that inflame the gut lining, which impairs the function. And we have, you know, something that helps heal that uh, with a lot of different things in it. And uh, so you have to quit eating the overcooked fiber poor foods, the ones that are processed or overly processed. And again, Again, you know, avoid cheese sometimes, bread, sugar, and alcohol, and boy, that's terrible. Make sure you eat a lot of uh, raw vegetable salads, you know, the ones that are shredded. And people people say, but I don't like that. And I say, you know, you're not supposed to eat for what tastes good. You're supposed to eat for what helps make you healthy. I eat a lot of things I don't necessarily like, but I do it because it makes me healthier. And then lo and behold, when you get the good bugs, Back in your system, your taste buds can change. We have a new probiotic that is room temperature stable, shelf stable, and it's 
if you knew what kind of research went into that, you would go, holy cow, oh, my God, it's uh, FODMAP. FODMAP compliant is actually the only one on the market in the professional strength line that's made with this uh, is not inulin. All the rest of the probiotics have inulin in it. This is a sun fiber made from gore gum. So a lot of people that have problems taking a probiotic or they say the probiotics hurt their stomach. Yeah, or make them bloated. That's usually from inulin, which is what's in all of them except this one. And uh, we are so thrilled to be the only uh, the carrier of this product from this company that um, we it's called ProBioEase, if you're wondering what it is. Named it that for a couple of reasons, because it eases your stomach and it's ease in carrying it because it does not have to stay refrigerated. And they've put some special packaging in there to help keep them cool inside, which is pretty wild. Uh, but it, like I said, it's FODMAP compliant. It's for great for people that know they have SIBO, the small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. It, um, we just got that in. Which is why you'd go on a FODMAP, low FODMAP diet in the first place is IBS or SIBO. Yeah, so, you know, we're always trying to put things in down here that we know are benefit to you, and that is a huge one. We've been waiting for that one for about six months. Yeah, and good probiotics help to alter genetic expression also. Uh, and that's the one of the most critical functions of GI flora, and that is you know research like through National Cancer Institute, uh, Journal of uh, Cancer Institute, uh, and the good probiotics alter the production or it affects the production of butyric acid, which is a critical for a liver detoxification pathway called acetylation. And here's the thing. You've got to get your guts healthy because, as Janet was talking about trains going through the tunnel, if you don't have your liver working correctly and you don't have the bile going out there to help with digestion, you don't have the right hydrochloric acid, what happens is the body takes uh, these estrogen-mimicking chemicals and it will twist, uh, conjugate, the bad estrogen-mimicking chemicals. And if it's not working correctly, you've got a sludged-up liver because the triglycerides in too much cholesterol. Cholesterol's not bad, folks. It's just whether you digest it or not. And then it goes into the small intestine. Then the bad bacteria slash candida further alter this estrogen mimicker and make it unsafe again it's reabsorbed and that's a major major contributor to cancer and that's why this particular pathway of detoxification plus methylation sulfation and and glucuronidation and that's why we pay attention to the liver because it's a major major contributor to your digestion along with you know the pancreas etc etc yeah, and while we're on that, you know, we have a few questions. We like to do them at the end, but I'm going to throw this one in here now because it goes with, along with what Dr. Lewis is talking about. Um, there's many of you out there doing keto, and we just had a recent uh, question from a lady named Sherry that said she's noticing that she's getting very constipated from doing keto. I believe she don't have a gallbladder anymore, um, and she's wondering what can be done And you know, you know, when you're talking about how to how do how do people get past this when they're trying to do the right thing, eating meats and things, trying to lose weight? Well, there's basically two ways. You can do more fiber, which if a lot of people on keto forget that you're supposed to eat co- copious amounts of the fibrous vegetables. 
So more fiber, whether you add it or just add more vegetables and water. Uh, the other thing is many people need a stimulant because they just don't have the muscle tonicity, you know, to, you know, help move things down, you know, through the small intestine and, and colon. Right. And then uh, Martin also, he's doing keto and he says he's feeling like he's getting the keto flu. He's wanting to know, know how you can ease the detox process. Well, I I sell a lot of something called Vital Detox, and again, you have to speed up bowel motility. You know, drink more water. Water is like a bus. You know, if it's from the tap, it's so full of chemicals, the bus shows up, but it's full of people nobody can get on. If water is just pure, the bus shows up, and it can seat many of the chemicals or the bad metabolites you know, that happens through inflammation and digestion. So that's why good, clean water is very important to pick these things up and move them on down the line, so to speak. Good. And, you know, the thing I noticed is, uh, which is one of our other 10 digestive system healthy tips, is exercise. It's amazing how when you're sitting or very sedentary lifestyle and you don't move around, how you don't go to the bathroom well either. But you get out and start walking just a little bit or bending over and doing some yard work or doing doing something that makes you move. It's funny how your digestive system kicks in and it's time for things to move through the tunnel. So make sure that you're moving. We, you know, when you're young, it's less of a problem because we were always moving. Now we don't want to move at all. We just want to sit in the same position in a chair. Yeah, kids are not out on the playground. They're on their phone. Yeah, and then going to sitting in a chair, the other, the next one is reduce your stress. Did you know that your stress can actually have a lot to do with why you don't digest well? Feelings of stress or anxiety can mess with your digestive system because your brain and digestive systems are connected. And stress can lead to digestive problems like IBS and ulcers. So try stress-relieving exercises like exercising or meditating or relaxation or getting more sleep. Or sitting in the deer stand. Well, we sleep in the deer stand. Some of our best naps happen there. You know, I, I really think we create most of our own stress, and I know some of it's chemical and some of it's psychological and financial and marital, et cetera, et cetera. But really and truly, you can choose not to get on the crazy train. I'm sorry. Did I say that? I guess. Uh, if you make the decision, then you're accountable for it, but you can make a decision. And, and there have been times I was in a super stressful situation, and I'd say, you know, I can choose peace instead of this. And another thing is to eat warm foods. You know, the spleen works best with the warmth and dislikes the cold. So our digestive enzymes require warmth to break down food properly. So try eating more soups, cooked vegetables, put some teas in your diet. And that's another thing. If you like tea and that seems to calm your stomach pain down, you probably have H. pylori because tea will calm it down. So we have um, specific products to help with H. pylori, which is our new uh, Mastic Gum DGL, our, our uh, Digesta Ease that's coming in. Another thing, and we don't harp on this a lot, but quit smoking. The smoking actually has a very serious negative impact on your digestive system because it weakens the valve at the end of the esophagus 
and leads to acid reflux and heartburn and also increases your risk of gastrointestinal cancers. So smoking doesn't ever turn out well for anybody, does it? Yeah, and when I tell a smoker that there's many functional medicine doctors like me that won't even take a smoker as a patient, they get all offended. I said, well, I'm taking you, but you've got to understand, you can't throw in enough supplements to overcome the damage you're doing to your body. So, you know, when you have a curable illness and you leave it untreated except for prayer, and I love prayer, but if you do it, Leave it untreated except for prayers like sticking your hand in the fire and asking God to remove the flame. It takes action on our part. Thoughts and prayers are great, but if you don't have action, you're out of luck anyway. Yep. Number eight, drink less alcohol. Ever notice how your digestion's a little off after a night of drinking? Sometimes Mm -hmm. it really expedites things, and sometimes it doesn't. I learned that when I was 19. Alcohol interferes with acid secretion. Stomach muscles and nutrient absorption. So be careful not to drink too much. So, you know, what's too much? Yeah, well, that that really does vary because the genetic testing 23andMe said I'm a slow metabolizer of alcohol. It's like, well, geez, I learned that when I was 19. And I've never drank very much, never will, don't want to, but I couldn't metabolize it anyway. Cool. Uh, Lose weight, number nine. Being even a few pounds overweight can cause digestive issues. For instance, the valve between the stomach and esophagus sometimes won't close completely, which allows stomach acid back into the esophagus. And many times it's really alkali, too. And that's really painful. Um, So, you know, back to the weight thing again. And number 10, probiotics, which we talk about all the time. Probiotics compete for space with bad bacteria. So they promote the release of natural antibodies in the digestive tract and can even attack unhealthy bacteria directly in some cases. Research has found that probiotics can ease irritable bowel syndrome. I can tell you for a fact that it does do that. I have many people out there that will tell you for a fact it does do that. And, you know, when we do uh, sheets for people with supplement recommendations on them, People are like, oh, but I take a probiotic. You know, I'm fine. Or they want to leave that one off. That is actually one of the most important things that you can add in for your health is probiotics. Yeah, if you want to get technical, we'll go read the book 10% Human. But, you know, there was this doctor, uh, Matiknikov, Russian, I think, actually won the Nobel Prize in Medicine in 1908 for his work on probiotics uh, and what it did for the intestinal uh, proper functioning and that's 1908 and we're still not practicing enough of that you need to ferment your own food you know that's a really good thing to do we're, we're doing the fermentation but we also take our own probiotics in, and we take several types per night and it's made a huge 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 difference and then we have a question also about something totally different collagen joey wants to know if what do you think about collagen peptides and marijuana wants to know what are they used for so do you like collagen is it useful what's the purpose of it yeah i like collagen it's uh really what it does it increases strength uh to each and every cell it it increases elasticity think less wrinkles or shallower wrinkles and unfortunately we sell more collagen just because women want to do away with their wrinkles or they do it for prevention too which that's wise but it goes deeper than that 
Uh, and it has a lot to do with uh, eye health, too. So you want to make sure you take a lot of collagen. We have a couple of different types here. One of them's you know, in the capsule, which is really good. It's the BioCell collagen, which is a proprietary chicken sternal collagen uh, cartilage extract. And then it has hyaluronic acid, chondroitin, and, and hydrolyzed collagen type, too. So that's a pretty high-class one. Then we have a powder that's all those things, and it's just you know, type one, type two, and they actually have been proven to help your body produce its own collagen. So, yes, it's an incredible thing. Okay, very good. So, hopefully you've learned something about digestion today. Again, if you are new to this show, go to our website, greenwisdomhealth.com, fill out the health survey. We we run very low-cost lab across the United States so that you're not guessing at what's going on with your health And we're able to see what's wrong with your digestion. If you're listening to these items that we're naming off and you're going, hey, I'm trying to do all that. I eat well. I still have a digestive problem. It can be a lot of things. It can be your thyroid's not right. Dr. Liz said your liver enzymes aren't right. You may have high sugar. You know, you may have high sugar because your digestion's not right because that actually leads to diabetes, believe it or not. Or constipation just because you're lacking betaine hydrochloric acid. Yeah, so all these things we can see on lab work, so you don't have to guess at why do you feel like you do. We run our basic lab is 12 different lab panels that we do very inexpensively because we do not involve insurance, and it works out beautifully for all those involved because we can see the whole picture and not just the standard one to three panels you get at your doctor's office. So do that. Take the first step. It will recommend a lab panel to you. You can do it there. Dr. Lewis can call you. Either way, if we're here to help you. Go to our Shooting Straight with Dr. Lewis on Facebook and send a friend request to him where you can learn all kind of information. That's how we get all of our questions and all the fun things that we come up with to talk about because we have a very interactive group on there. We love you guys for all being on there as well. So, again... Thank you for listening to this week's show. We hope you've learned something. If you have a show you would like to hear from us, please let us know. And we'll be here next week with the Green Wisdom Health Show. Once again, our show has come to an end, but your hope in your health is only beginning. If you or a loved one are in need of a different outcome and are waiting for a brighter future, take the first step and go to our website and fill out the health survey. Please don't keep us a secret. If you know someone that could benefit from this podcast, please share this show with your friends and family. You're only one step away from a life worth living.